Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. There's many amazing museums all over Canada. And I live outside Edmonton and there's plenty of amazing museums here. There's the Pioneer Museum in Stony Plain, the Grain Elevator Museum in Spruce Grove, the Leduc Number no. 1 outside Devon, not to mention Edmonton has Fort Edmonton Park, the Royal Alberta Museum, and a Railway Museum. And it's a really great museum. I highly encourage everybody to check out, you know, as soon as we can with COVID and everything. But I had the chance to speak with Stephen from the Alberta Railway Museum, and it was a really interesting talk, and I actually learned quite a bit. And uh, we're just going to dive right into that and uh, learn all about the Alberta Railway Museum. Can you tell me a bit about the, uh, the Alberta Railway Museum? What is it? Well, the Alberta Railway Museum is Alberta's largest railway museum, and we've been around for 52 years. We have a collection of locomotive, train cars, both passenger and freight cars, as well as various pieces of work equipment designed to handle the maintenance of way activities, the actual repairs to the railway and physical infrastructure. So uh, a typical day at, at the uh, museum, what can people expect going there? People will come out to the museum. They'll come down uh, vintage railway cars. They'll pull them to the parking lot and they'll go into the St. Albert station to purchase a train ticket. Once they've purchased their ticket, they can either choose to go for a train ride, a short little train ride that lasts about 15 minutes. We go up and down our track. Or alternatively, they can tour through our collection. And they've got various cars to see and look at. They get to climb up into our steam locomotive from the Northern Alberta Railways. So they get to actually climb up. They get to sit in the engineer's seat. Uh, it's great for kids because they can lean their head out the window and uh, look back at the long train they're pulling. They can pretend they're the conductor when they go up into the caboose and sit up in the cupola. Uh, from there, they can walk through various types of cars. We've got a mail and express car. So they can actually walk up to the side, write themselves a postcard, post it in the side of the car, and pick it up inside the car. It's kind of fun, especially for younger kids who have really no idea how a letter would get mailed. <laughs> Uh, following that, there's a variety of cars they can walk through. We've got some vintage passenger cars that they can look at, including a sleeping car. The kids love to climb up into the berths and check those out. It's like, hey, bunk beds on a train. What a great idea. Uh, and especially for so many kids nowadays that the train is the LRT or the C train, the, you know, the little commuter train in the city, but... They don't really have any idea that this used to be the way that their grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents were traveled across the country. So from there, they've got various things they can look at. Uh, they tour the grounds, look around, and like I say, they can go for a train ride. A train ride lasts about 15 minutes, and we go back and forth along our line. And depending on the conductor, we'll have a commentary on the train, or some conductors just prefer to uh, chat one-on-one -on -one with visitors really depends on the day and what people are ex experiencing. The one thing we find is that it's a multi-generational activity, so it's great when you get kids coming out and 
we find that we've got kids of all ages coming out. So we've got the kids that are at the elementary school age, and they may come out with the parents, or they may come out with the grandparents. And it's fun when they come out with the grandparents, because the grandparents will often have a memory of riding on the train or being on the train and can share their stories. And you get some of the great stories. You get the you know, the grandparents that talk about, uh, well, every summer, mom used to put me on the train and I'd go from Winnipeg to Edmonton and uh, mom would give me a shoebox full of sandwiches and tell me it would have to last the whole trip. So that was a lot of fun. Where you get the stories of the people that uh, grew up in the small towns and the coming of the train two or three times a week was a major event. And Yes, I remember we were out in the field and we heard the train whistle and we all ran to town to see who came to town. <laughs> so it, it's a fun experience that way. So you get the kids coming out, you get the teenagers, and the teenagers are, you know, they come out, they're kind of blasé, but then once they get going and looking around, it's like, oh, well, this is neat stuff, this is cool stuff. And, you know, some of them mechanical bent. They get to look around like, oh, well, hey, like, let's check out the inside of the locomotive. We've never seen this. And you look under the hood of your car and you see, okay, well, you know, we've got six cylinders here, four cylinders. And then you look at the back of the diesel locomotive and you've got 16 cylinders. And each <laughs> cylinder is as tall as you are. So it's fun that way. And so I mentioned the grandparents and the grandparents like to come out and reminisce. And we're finding that uh, depending on the age and the generation of the grandparents that you're getting a different experience. So the grandparents that are sort of in that 50 to 60 age range, uh, train travel wasn't as common. The grandparents that are in their 70s and 80s, train travel was a little more common and they like to come out and it really, like I say, uh, brings back memories, bring back old time, talk about, um, you know, we used to yeah, my mother would tell the stories of growing up in Jasper and, you know, they didn't have roads back in the 1940s and 1950s. Mm -hmm. So in high school, if they wanted to go for a basketball tournament, they would have to take the train to the river or take the train to Edson. So it was, you know, different experiences, different ways of life. And everybody comes out and gets something different out of it. Uh, basically, a, a family a family place, a place for people to come out, enjoy themselves take a little bit of history, have a train ride, enjoy themselves. Nobody's pushing history down their throat, but it gives them a chance to experience it really in a hands-on, walk on, all the senses are involved. Mm -hmm. You know, they get to see the train coming down the track. They get to feel the train coming down the track as they're standing next to it. They get to feel the heat coming off of the steam engine. They get to feel the heat from the steam engine. They, you know, they smell the oil, they smell the smoke. So it's really a sensory experience in this design so that when people come out, they can spend as much time as they want. So some people can bust through in an hour. Other people you've got to spend the whole day there. <laughs> it uh, it sounds like it's a, it's a very interactive experience uh, compared to uh, other types of uh, museums. We, we tend to uh, call ourselves very hands-on, climb-on, touchy-feely. <laughs> So we, we do get the kids, you know, they're actually in the cab of the old steam locomotive and they're sitting in the engineer's seat and they're pulling back on the throttle or they're up in the caboose or they're picking up the hammer and seeing how heavy the hammer is. And so we have that aspect of it. And then there's things like the displays that they get to take a look at. 
so that there are, it's not just sort of walking through the cars, but there's also displays on the railroad technology, how things are built, types of tracks, that type of thing. I guess it, you seem to kind of get a mix of people. You get people who uh, are reliving their past, who uh, who did ride trains, and then you're getting uh, you know a generation who probably has never been on a train in their entire life. Exactly. Yeah, you're getting the the younger generation, and let's say the people in their 30s and 40s that have not been on a train, and that their experience is sitting at the crossing waiting for the train to go by, especially if they're running late for work. And they're sitting at the crossing, they're waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally the train goes by. (laughs) And so when they actually come up to the museum, it gives them a better perspective of how big the train is. It gives them a better perspective of why these trains are so long and what the train is good for in terms of hauling bulk materials. gives an idea of, you know, these aren't just, the train isn't just going by to wreck your day. <laughs> In the museum, is there any any uh, part of it that you especially like, any uh, locomotive that's uh, especially interesting? Well, I'm of that era of it. It's, the steam locomotive is cool, but I really love the diesel locomotives. We've got a uh, switch engine, which is a little switch engine. It was used to move cars around in the freight yards to assemble trains. And that's always fun to ride on and climb on because it's so small, but powerful. In terms of cars, probably the, my favorite car, well, my favorite two cars. Uh, the first one is both from Northern Alberta Railways. Uh, the first one is the passenger car Westlock. And the reason Westlock is a favorite is because it was the typical car of the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and even into the 1960s. So by day, it was a standard passenger coach, and it has one what we call drawing room, which is a small individual room for three or four people. But by night, seats fold down and the bursts come out, and it makes into a sleeping car. So you can think of the days and you didn't have pavement going up to the Peace River country, and you actually had an overnight train that would have left Edmonton at about 6 p.m. in the evening and made its way up to Peace River, all the way up to Dawson Creek sometime the next day. So it's kind of neat to see that during the day you've got the standard car that looks like a passenger coach, and then at night bursts fold down and uh, makes into a sleeping car. There's also a uh, smoking room for the men, so it always seemed kind of uh, sexist to me that the men got their own smoking room and the <laughs> ladies didn't, but I guess that was the way it was. So that's one of my favorite cars. I guess the other favorite car is the Northern Alberta Railway's caboose. And the Northern Alberta Railway's caboose is a bay window caboose as opposed to the standard cupola caboose that you probably, some people may remember. <laughs> Once again, another long-gone experience. Uh, But the caboose was the conductor and the rear-end brakeman's office. And so it was at the end of the train, and its purpose was to serve as an office for the conductor where he kept track of all the paperwork in terms of how many cars were on the train, where each car was going, how heavy each car was. And as well, for the brakeman, the brakeman's job was to add or take 
off cars from the train. So he would start and work back there, and it gave him a chance to view the entire length of the train as it was going down the track. So it's kind of a neat car because so much of a sleeping car by day, you've got the working office as well as the bay windows to look out over the train. Come nighttime, you've got the when the train's parked at the terminal, you've got the ability to um, make up beds in there, and the crew would actually sleep the night at the end of a terminal. And uh, one of the interesting things about the caboose, one of the stories that one of the old-timers related to me was that they have a brake wheel at the back, and you use this brake to tighten a chain to tighten the handbrakes on the car to make sure the car doesn't roll away. Well, it makes quite a racket when you crank it up. It's always... Uh, one time this... Uh, New employee on the railroad, the old time conductor said, Do you see that caboose over there? And the young fellow said, Yeah, yeah, I see that caboose. He says, Well, you should probably go practice tightening the brakes. You know, so tighten it up, let it off, tighten it up, let it off. So, of course, the newbie goes over there and he's tightening it up, crank, 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 and then lets it off, cranks it up, cranks it up, crank, 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 lets it off. And then all of a sudden, one of the other crew members comes out of that caboose and says, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> and, of course, the uh, fellow that told him to go practice was nowhere to be found. But, you know, here's a practical joke on the railway that the old-timers are seeing the caboose parked on the track, knowing the guys are sleeping on that. <laughs> they send the newbie out to uh, go make a racket and rake up the guys that are having, a, having their rest. <laughs> I know as a kid, uh, seeing the caboose, and it was, you know, for – Every kid did it, I'm sure, but you always had to wave at the caboose as it went by. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's uh, one of those bygone bygone experiences. You can still wave at the engineer or the conductor in the cab of a locomotive, but you don't get to uh, wave at the caboose anymore. No, not one of those things that's gone to history now. And I was talking with a friend on the weekend, and as we were waiting for the train to pass, it was... Uh, she said, you know, I remember my dad used to have us count the cars on the train. I said, yeah, it's not so practical anymore when the trains are going on a couple kilometers long. <laughs> yeah, a few dozen cars by that point. So I guess uh, the other question, um, where where can people go to, uh, to the like, where is the Railway Museum? Uh, how much is it to get in? What are your hours? Uh, all of that. Well, the museum is located in northeast Edmonton. Probably the best way to find this is on the web at www.albertarailwaymuseum.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Alberta Railway Museum. We are kind of hidden. We try to keep ourselves as a hidden gem, not just want to hide, but more because having a railway museum involves having uh, lots of equipment and large parcels of land. So we're out in rural northeast Edmonton. We're north of the Hende between the Manning Freeway and the Canadian Forces Base Edmonton. Uh, admission prices are $10 for adults, $8 for students and seniors, and $6 for kids ages 3 to 12. Unfortunately, with the COVID virus this year, we're not going to be opening to the public, at least not for the foreseeable future. So um, it's a little bit of a moot point, but hopefully... Hopefully things either get better this year or else we'll wait till next year. 
I hope you enjoyed that look and interview at the Alberta Railway Museum with Stephen. And if you did, please leave a rating and review. You can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can become a patron for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can see hundreds of articles on my website. Just go to canadaehx.com. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.